Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, my name is Cliff, and this is Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. Yes, it is, and I'm Brett. Hello. Hello. Is that a bottle of Budweiser I see before me? Budweiser? Yes. That's what I call it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I call it. I'd like to see it here. <laughs> yes, that's one of the main reasons. Remember when that cheeky girl winked at us? Were you there? Oh, uh, how many times are you going to mention that? <laughs> <laughs> it's been claimed to fame, man, isn't it? I'd, I'd like to say good evening to all the winos listening. Okay. I'd like to say. Why? Just because, uh, you know, they're, they're not mentioned very often. They're not, other. I think like they've fallen out of favour. Uh-huh. Well, funny you should say it, serendipitously. Um, I'm reading Niall Rogers of Chic. I'm reading his autobiography at the minute. He's not a wino. Nobody talks about winos. Like, it's Does the he... last thing I, I read was he was talking about uh, winos and his, and his community when he was a kid. Right. Uh, Did he call them street punks? No, he just said uh, the white. You know, I was hanging around with the winos. They used to write them. Uh, used to write them notes for school. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Niall can't come in today. He's uh, he's got he's got bad asthma, so he's had an asthma attack. Sorry, he couldn't come in yesterday because of that. And he would get the the winos, in his words, to to write the notes for him, so he could hand them in. Uh, so yeah, I haven't heard the the word winos in a long time. And then well, there you go. Tell you what, just a crazy. I've I've read about forty pages of this book. It's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Niall Rogers has done more before the age of six than I have in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> what what's he done before the age of six? Niall he's Rogers, a, Phil Wayne. It, it's absolutely amazing. His life's it's crazy. Like his home life, it's not it's not good. It's certainly not normal. Mm-hmm. But he's been brought up by like the. His mom, his auntie, his his nana, who's not really his real nana, but it's his step, it's his biological dad's grandma or something like that. It it just uh-huh. the family setup is crazy, and his his mom and her uh, dad, uh, her her sorry, his stepdad, her beau, are um, like hepcat, bebop heroin addicts. Uh, right, and like they've just got he's like oh, I didn't understand why all of these people were like sleeping standing up in my house when I was a little kid like <laughs> I would just be changing the records and stuff like that and these guys are just asleep and then I realized uh-huh. what was going on a bit later like honestly it's it's absolutely 
like crazy, like this life that he had as a little kid. He's lived in about four places. He's had about five grandmas yeah. and moms and stuff like that. It's not nice, but it's... Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting. Obviously formative for him. Yeah, uh, I take so, it. I take it you've finished the Stephen King book then. Obviously, if you've moved on, to a I just gave. Thing. I just gave up about ten pages from the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I finished. Well, I'm not even bother. Uh, what do you think of that? Then I thought it was really good. I think I don't think it needed to be as long as it was. <laughs> like I know I always <laughs> say that about stuff, but uh -huh. I, th I really like the premise. I really like the the story that they delved into and. You know, this yeah. butterfly effect theory and all of that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. You know, I liked it, but I didn't think like it went into quite a lot of detail about a lot of stuff that it didn't really need to. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, a massive part of it's like the love story, but isn't yeah. it? And that takes ages, doesn't it? Like in yeah. the middle of the book. I get it because it gives it its heart, right? Like it, that gives yeah, it his, his, uh, his, his binary choice about whether he does what he intended to do uh -huh. or he does that love story thing. Um, yeah. So I, and he I, also meets two of the kids from it in the book. Yes, I know. Well, now I realise there's a, there's bits and pieces in it that are uh, mm -hmm. that I, I know you've always said, and from the bits and pieces that I've watched, there's always mm -hmm. like little what what people call Easter eggs these days. But uh, you know, there's little yeah. little references to other things that he's well, doing. Well, they're all and, connected. Yeah. All the books are all connected and in the same universe and stuff. So. Yeah. I've had that now. I like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I recognised a couple of things that were, were part of it, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Which is good. Mm -hmm. clever, you know, and I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy the book, but, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of bits where it was, it was a bit much. Like, did he need to go yeah. into all of that stuff with the, the, mm -hmm. the girlfriend? Did he need to keep going back to the same, you know, uh -huh. every time they went to that? bungalow for a bunk up on a weekend like okay, we get yeah. it do we need to hear about <laughs> it like five times like you know and all that. Uh, but yeah uh, really, uh, really really good i like the the bit where is it a a court hanger that the the our boyfriend has a broom is it yeah but it doesn't like his mother make him have a court hanger or something like that and he's <laughs> yeah. not yeah it's like it, it like delves into like really awful stuff yeah at, at certain bits and again i think you need that to, to some extent in terms of how that character develops but i mm -hmm. think you know i mean it's not a long time ago when he wrote this stuff so i think it's almost like this was written with a tv series in mind that's what I thought. Maybe because I know there is one that makes us think. Yeah, that. maybe but so. I think like you can see some of it. You could see like you, you know that's what good books do. But you you could see yeah. it in a kind of very televisual way. Uh, but yeah, I mm -hmm. thought it was, I thought it was really really good. The first Stephen King book I've read. Yes, well from done. Start to finish. <laughs> well done to you. Hey Cliff, I got I got a, a job alert uh, this week on my okay. phone, and I immediately thought of you. It sounded like something that you'd like to Go do. On, okay. Um, it's it's described this as an exciting opportunity, right? Okay, well, I'm, it is. I'm, my years are picked. <laughs> you're, you're in there straight away, aren't you? You're in there straight away, and the exciting opportunity is to be the head of pain at the NHS. Head it's of nice, pain. isn't it? Okay. The head of pain. See, I knew you'd like that. I didn't one, know yeah. they had that type of cape going on at the NHS. <laughs> it is the head of pain because you like all that kinky stuff, don't you? The Buddhism. Buddhism, of course. I mean, not yeah, the views of the Amusur, very different ends of the spectrum. Uh, but you know, I do enjoy both, just not at the same time. 
<laughs> no, don't mix the two. Definitely not. And so honest, what do you think about... Yeah. I only like quite light Buddhism. Do you like Buddhism? A little, a few what, little like... slaps of the balls. So, you know. <laughs> a few little slaps. Uh, a, a, a flick of the bell end, maybe. <laughs> a tweak of the nips. Oh, go on, Drew. We've got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> Just don't, don't take it that far. So what do you think that you have to do if you're the head of pain? I mean, I'm, I, I don't actually know. Are you sure it's All not head of paint? No, it's definitely not the head of paint. It's definitely the head of paint. It's an NHS job. Uh, what, what do you I'm think sure you there's do? still people painting in the NHS. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, that's like a janitor's job or something, surely, isn't it? Not the head of paint. So what do you think, if you are the head of paint, what do you think that entails? Um, Just dishing I mean, it out. Are you stopping the pain? I don't think you're stopping the pain. I think you, you're overseeing the overall pain of the whole hospital that's what i think and also your office is called the house of pain that's what i think can you hear us munching yes yeah, they shouldn't do that you know it's terrible that's no one well, i'm trying to, to do the amateur slopping about I'm trying to do the amateur for people what's what's an amateur uh, amateur <laughs> amateur <laughs> no people like that shit well eating like noise, like background noise and stuff. I thought people nah, like no, it. nobody likes nobody likes no, it. It was soothing for people. It's not soothing for people. Put them right off. <laughs> Listening to you splutter about and that. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but I do have to keep eating these uh, chocolate. What other? Looks like shit. It's like a kind of a cookie and another cookie right. and then chocolate cookie hat. Right. Um. Cliff like five cunts. I only know one or two, but they're all they're both perfectly pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Set you up for that one, didn't I? <laughs> um, but yeah, I do need to keep eating these biscuits because you remember that uh, order of food that went missing those groceries? Yes. Well, what I discovered was I thought I'd bought a normal uh, little packet of biscuits, but what I bought is a shop's worth. Of these. <laughs> <laughs> the shop's worth of the same biscuit. Um, no, but you know, like if you go to uh, what what's it called? I was going to say Matt Costco. Land. That's not right. Costco. Costco. Yeah, I basically yeah. got a fucking massive. I didn't. I didn't know it was like two times a hundred grams or whatever, but I obviously yeah. wasn't what it was that I ordered. So I need. I'll just keep eating them throughout this if you don't mind. Uh, right. Well, I do actually. Costco is shit in it. It's I'm supposed sorry, to be I mean, cheap. Supposed to be cheap, but it's not. It's not cheap at all, is it? Do you know what I mean? Not sure. How one. do you, how do you obtain a Costco card? If you've got to have, you've got to be a, a Viscount. I would like imagine. The Masons, I think it is the Mason. It is. It's like you've got to be a wholesaler or something. It's not even that cheap. I used to go with my mum and dad. It's, it was awful. Well, how did they get? The Although, I don't know. I think they borrowed it off somebody, some wholesaler maybe, just for the weekend. That's what right. I think. But right. I, I did want to see. The, uh, the food stuff, corn dogs being sold Okay, there. well, I don't know what it is, really. I've just seen them on lots of films. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what they were. I wish right. I had to get them, actually. Can you explain yes. to us what a wholesaler is? Yes, it's a person that sells a whole lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. What okay. do you think it is? I've got 
absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's someone who owns a shop or something like that, you know. Okay. So they, they buy the from Costco or whatever and fill their shops with it. Or maybe that's what, that's what uh, uh, an industrial scale pedophile. <laughs> Is this such a thing? <laughs> industrial scale. Can I, can I have your biggest box of lollies? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a big weekend planned. <laughs> that is terrible. Yeah, I won't, obviously, I will be cut that. You'll <laughs> <laughs> keep that bit in. That's good. <laughs> I, I've watched. I, I've watched a little bit of TV. All TV this week, Cliff. Okay, and tell I watched, me. Um, I watched Only Fools and Horses. All of it. And there was in well, most of it. I've got this channel on me thing that just plays all of the episodes and stuff back okay. and back. And there was an episode where Uncle Albert disappeared. Now, can you, Cliff, can you guess what song was playing while Derek Trotter and Rodney Trotter were trying to find him? Well, I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's by Paul McCartney. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it uh, we're so sorry, <laughs> Uncle Albert. Yes, of course it was. I loved it. It was I absolutely that, brilliant. I think that was a number one in America, you know. What? <laughs> What, what's the other bit? Admiral Halsey or something? Admiral Halsey notified me. <laughs> what a load of shitness. Remember, I, I think still that's on the anthology. Yeah. I still listen to it. It's funny. Yeah, I know. I, I, it's still good. I, I still like it, but it is shit as well at the same time. Isn't it's it? both, isn't it? Like a lot of Paul McCartney yeah. songs. Yeah. <laughs> Even I Live and Let Die. A... I had Live and Let Die on a day. It's brilliant, but also really Oh, I love Live and Let Die. Like, I Who really like to hear all that. Do, 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 do. Like, don't need it. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear I that. I do. I need to hear it. But yeah, we, we'll hear it on the anthology. I remember you, me and you listened to the, the anthology. I'm sure Uncle Albert was on there. Mm, me I don't just think like... it is, but I used to have a... Uh, the wings thing when I was a teenager, and I think was it not? Was, I'll have to so check that because I'm sure I've got distinct recollections of me and you listening to it. Okay. On the anthology. I mean, I, I know no junks on there, and we used to take the junk, out yeah. junk and Teddy Boy, but I yes, don't uh, think Admiral Halsey's on there. Also, those two terrible songs. <laughs> <laughs> junk isn't bicycle. It's all. It's all right. <laughs> Motor cars uh, for two. Broken hearted jubilee. jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds anyway. like the mash theme tune. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good shout that. Um, have you watched any of the new Masters of the Universe on the Netflix? I haven't, but I saw that you tweeted about it and that did perk me interest, especially by what you tweeted. <laughs> Come on, did I say yeah, oh, I think you said somebody that, man it off, yeah, punched a horse, man it off. <laughs> punched a horse, the daft bastard, or something well, like that. I think it's been well documented by this point. But anybody who, for some reason, wants to watch Master of the Universe and hasn't watched it yet, um, it's called Revelations. Does it Master. reveal out? Um, I think the revelation is that He Man dies in ten minutes in the first episode. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. How can he kill He Man? It's just about the, it's a, more about Teela. Is it? Mm -hmm. Well, isn't that surprising? Because isn't it that Kevin Smith fella who's it doing is it? Kevin I Smith. Mean, People love Kevin him. Smith People fella. love him, don't they? But you yeah, know but what, Brad? Why, what, just get some clothes. Get some clothes that fits you. You know what I mean? 
What's he? He's lost <laughs> loads of weight. I know he's been poorly in that, but still, he's just he's wearing no, the same clothes when he was when, fat. Yeah, even when he was fat, they were too big. It was exactly. Like, it was like he had been shrunk. <laughs> 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 exactly. I mean, I, I'm not. I do like a couple. I do like a couple of his films, but it's not. It's not for me. You know, there is a big yeah. audience out there, and I and I get. I understand the audience that likes it. Um, but they're just not not my people. They're not your kind of people, as Barry Moore would say. They? It does Definitely take not. every it does take every kind of people, Brett. But you don't have to be <laughs> friends with all of them, do you? No, I did see um, a good uh, clip of Michael Barrymore singing a Backstreet Boys song. Have yes. you seen that? Incredible. Uh, to be honest, it is incredible. I-, I will watch Michael Barrymore all day long. I will. <laughs> so will I. I think we I should mean, do. I think we should he's do innocent, this He's been proved innocent, hasn't he? <laughs> of course he is. He's done no wrong. Everyone knows that. I think we should did do some Barrymore. I told you about it's amazing. Have you seen the we one? Should. I told you about he... me, mum, at that day. Uh, Oh, there, I told you about me, mum, when we went to watch him at Scrooge, didn't I? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, maybe you have. <laughs> well, he was, he, he was playing Ebenezer Scrooge at the Empire and in a Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. And it was it was class. It was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and like he got a stand ovation at the end, and me mum stood up and went, You're innocent, Michael! You're innocent! <laughs> <laughs> right in front of me face. <laughs> <laughs> not, only, not only was it a great performance but I am <laughs> reaffirming that you're innocent <laughs> <laughs> you were brilliant and innocent um, uh-huh. there's a great clip of. have you seen is it I'll see you when you get there uh, yeah uh-huh. have you seen the clip of that I think so of it him when he's talking he's like talking like like a spoken mm-hmm. word rap over the top of it. It's yes, it's absolutely uh-huh. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what what program was that? Was that his that was Michael Barrymore's Every Kind of People? <laughs> was it <laughs> right? <laughs> We're definitely going to have to do that. We should watch it because essentially it was half of people in the studio, like I don't know, people in wheelchairs that he wanted to say, but aren't they really good? Just because they're in yeah. a wheelchair doesn't mean that they can't get up and sing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then half of it was him. Well, they can't get up, but they can in, sing. Get, well, he could appear. Um, <laughs> um, well, he's, he's a fair appealer now, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. I think he is, to be honest. <laughs> Do you um, think he is? I think that's really his true calling. But the other <laughs> half of the show was him in shopping centres presenting yeah. kids dancing and then shoving them off stage and dancing himself <laughs> in, a pre- <laughs> in a pretend Irish jig. <laughs> Yeah. Always, always an Irish jig. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like the limelight stole away from him, did he? <laughs> Absolutely not. It was yeah. always like, oh, let's have some a talent show in a shopping centre. And then uh-huh. he just totally destroyed everybody's... Totally took efforts. over everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do it. Let's dig out Definitely. every kind of people. Also, yeah. he sang that song at every show. <laughs> Which one? The Backstreet Boys? No, the every kind of people. He sang it live oh. on every show. Oh, like, right. The rapping thing. No. Uh, the song no, Every which Kind one of then? People. Oh. The, that, the, sing it so I know what it is. Takes every kind of people. Robert Park. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of everyday people. <laughs> <laughs> By Arrested Development. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. And of. sign the family stone, I think. Do you want Is to talk about yeah that right? Yeah, that's it. See you. Bye. <laughs>
See you later. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Alternative 3? We can talk about Alternative 3, because that's what we watched, didn't we? Mm-hmm. I was... Did you watch it all? Yes, I just finished watching it, and... I, I don't really know what to make of it, so I'll let you describe Enough. it, and I'll I'll tell you what I thought. Yeah, it's a weird one. This one, it's a it's a fictional hoax documentary. This one, um, it was only broadcast once in the United Kingdom, and it was apparently banned in the United States for what reason? I don't. Know. <laughs> right? there's, no, there's absolutely no need to that whatsoever. So it's a bit like uh, if anybody's, well, a, a lot of people will have heard of like, you know, Orson Welles, War of the Worlds and stuff like that. He did like a radio play where it terrified people and mm-hmm. people thought it was real. This is very, very similar. Um, but it starts off as an, an investigation in uh, the UK's brain drain. Now, <laughs> I hadn't, hadn't really heard that term before, but apparently that was the thing in the 70s where scientists and stuff like that and well-educated people would just be leaving the United Kingdom because, uh, you know, the facilities and stuff like that were shit and they Mm -hmm. weren't paid enough. Mm -hmm. So they're investigating why people are leaving. Uh, But they soon uncover why these people are suddenly leaving and disappearing. And it's because we're setting up base on the moon and Uh we want to shoot people off to Mars to live on Mars because of the fact that the world's going to end due to yeah. climate change. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's quite a heavy subject. It starts off, it's very. It's a very ominous show, isn't it? So it was 1977 it was broadcast. Yeah. Um, and it was based out of a screenplay and a story that somebody wanted to make as a work of drama, like, you know, just a normal film. Um, but then they had the idea that this kind of fake documentary would work. It was originally meant to come out on April the 1st and it's set up yep. as an episode of a called Science Report on ITV. Right, yeah. It was on uh, Ang- Anglia TV when ITV was uh, made up of regional regional producers. Um, mm-hmm. So this was a real show and this was meant to, oh, it did appear as an episode of it, um, but this one was about stuff that wasn't really real. Um, and the yeah. idea was it was going to be out on April the 1st and everybody would get it. Um, but it didn't come out mm-hmm. on April the 1st and everybody thought it was real. Pretty much, that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, that's partly why I chose it, because it was April the 1st. We're another good hawks, mm-hmm. and obviously it's your birthday, so, so yes, that was partly why I picked it. And the other reason why I picked it was because I found it because we're doing Alo Alo. Well, week. yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, like, so obviously the people in it are actors, apart from one or two people who are, like, the presenters, a real presenter. Of He's show. a real presenter, I um and then there's one bit and you know what i was kind of like i had it on and i was doing the i was like making a sandwich or something and i heard the uh-huh. guy's voice i was like hang on <laughs> i listened <laughs> to that voice last week and it's fucking then one of the natives yeah. follow it is richard Bond, i think his name is and he's like instantly recognizable isn't he obviously this was 1977 and yeah it's before hello hello but there's other people in it um like the astronaut and stuff like that who's in it who's like <laughs> was in thunderbirds and stuff i don't think Star I, Wars and I don't think anybody would recognize him from thunderbirds to be honest <laughs> no he did the voice but uh, scott tracy i think i can't deal like with the with that bit in this can you not? <laughs> well, we'll talk, we'll talk about it in order anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I picked it for that reason, but I also picked it because for some reason people think it's real. 
<laughs> still, to this still, day. still think that uh, if they don't think the documentary will think that it was made because it's a real thing. It's a real premise, and this was yeah. the only way that anybody's ever managed to talk about it. So yeah, the, yeah. The, the, it starts with these kind of ominous. This man, the professor, whoever, blah blah blah, did this thing. And then he was mm -hmm. never seen again. And then it moves on to the next person. And these people have all gone missing after meant to be boarding planes to Australia or New York and stuff like this. And then yeah. nobody's ever seen them again. Uh, and then it starts going into why people, yeah, like you say, it's assumed they're leaving because of the brain drain and they're going off to yeah. work in Sydney or New York or wherever. Which, it is. which I assume is why you're in Dubai. Is, is that true? Have, uh -huh. you, have you been enveloped by the brain drain? This is the center of the drain. <laughs> <laughs> it's the vortex of the drain. <laughs> it is. But which way around is it going? Yeah, I think it's Andy <laughs> well, exactly. I think it's Andy who, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so, I mean, there is a great bit where they're investigating people missing and stuff like that, and uh, investigating why this particular solar scientist has just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. And they're in the car park, and our car's just there all by itself. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only evidence. <laughs> that she's ever been there. I mean, why wouldn't these people get rid of the car? <laughs> they, don't, they don't need to do that. They don't need to cover anything up. You know, there's Your no, there's no attempt the to, to cover up like that. These people have disappeared in a mystery. Um, no, I think it starts. No. It's quite believable at first, uh -huh. and you've got to kind of think about the era and the year it was released and stuff. Like definitely, I you know like you used to spoof documentaries and stuff now like we were talking about mm -hmm. before but at this point i mean mad and also you know, we've got the internet now we can check anything like then yeah. like if you're watching a documentary on itv that's part of a series called science report and they're saying uh -huh. yeah well in the winter of 74 in new york this happened this happened this happened you wouldn't uh -huh. know whether that was true or not, really, would you? Because I was that's, thinking, that's... That obviously, they would know that these this earthquake mm -hmm. didn't fucking engulf Mexico City <laughs> because you would know, but maybe you wouldn't, it's, maybe you wouldn't. That's true. I mean, it, it's, it's like a, a massive precursor to all the other things that we've talked about and stuff. I mean, like the Blair Witch that, that tried to convince mm -hmm. you that it was real or what have, what have you, you know. We've talked about them loads, haven't we? But obviously, like you say, in 1977... There's, there's none of that. This is one of the first things, like Ghost Watch and stuff like that. Afterwards, I was pretty convinced as a kid that Ghost Watch was real. I was like I was fucking was uh -huh. I'm still scared. But, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Let's just not talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, this this is like one of the first things, apart from obviously the Awesome Wells, War the Worlds thing, that that you know people believed in that actually believed that it was real and i mean obviously the the circumstances surrounding it and stuff like that like it was supposed to be it aired on april 1st but they couldn't because there was some issue with the strikes or whatever mm -hmm. so they had to do it in june and in june in, of 1977 was like one of the hottest summers yeah so it was right ever. so there's, there's this bit in it talking about the drought and and yeah you know this climate change is affecting this stuff which is why they're looking at alternative places. There's three alternative mm -hmm. options for where humans can go to survive or how they uh -huh. can survive. That's where the title comes from. But actually, like you say, when it was broadcast, like, yeah, it was hot. And it's it's actually, you can see why cranks would still think it's real or believe mm -hmm. in the shit because 
it is actually really prescient about what's happening now. It, it, it is. Could, uh-huh. It could be made now, and it would be. It, it yeah. would still work. What, what about the, the, who provides the music, though? I, th- I think I know that you like this, this guy, yes, don't so you? so Brian Eno, but what I will say is uh, it is cat-averse, this music. I, th- I think he's only released one track or whatever from uh, from the whole thing, but there's a bit at the start which is, like, mental. Yeah, Like I- when the science report thing yeah. comes on. yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. just class. I, lo- I love that bit. Absolutely. I don't dislike, but it's like don't dislike it, but the, yeah, the cat the cat did, did like it was going absolutely mental. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good, isn't it? Like, you know, if, if music affects your dogs or your cats, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. It's I think. also Pink Floyd. I can't listen to pigs uh, yeah. or, or animals or, you know, I can't yeah. listen to any of that shit because the cat goes The cat mental. goes mad. Yeah. Good. I, I like all that shit. I like all that shit. So back with the, the the plot, such as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we've got the missing people, haven't we? But yeah. also we'll have a missing scientist who skids off the road and crashes Dude, his yeah, car, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he's killed by a freak skid. <laughs> and he's accompanied by a reporter, a lady reporter, <laughs> who is a mixture of Alan Partridge... Uh-huh. And everything that's good in Brass Eye. Yes, I was going to say it's like Gina McKee and Brass Eye. And she. <laughs> exactly like that. It's like she's standing next to some gate or whatever, isn't she? And she just slams the gate and then speeds off in a Ford Cortina. You can't see what she's on about when she's saying, like, and there's no trace of this. Like, you're like, I don't it's know just what nonsense. You're it's complete nonsense. And I love the bit where the, 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 there's like pictures of like the crash scene or whatever, yeah. and they're just nonchalant throwing yeah. them on top of each other yeah that's, that's <laughs> all and you're just like was, there was amazing. no trace the scientist said there was the skid was non-existent and all of this kind uh-huh. of stuff it's just so funny yeah i like that bit it's class and then the, the guy who's like the the main presenter he he says the words random cacophony so i like it <laughs> for that yeah, reason it's a random um, <laughs> a random cacophony so then you end up meeting or seeing that there's now these different investigative reporters who are mm-hmm. trying to piece together what's really happening with this stuff. Yeah. And, they, and they find an astronaut. <laughs> they do find an astronaut who has, he's, he's been to the moon, landed in the wrong place and discovered that there's all these sort of, you there's know, there's shit there. There's not meant to be anybody there. there. Exactly. There's all kinds of stuff there. He's not meant to have seen it and stuff. And apparently he's had a nervous breakdown due to it. He's an alcoholic and everything. Mm-hmm. But he's he's managed to maintain probably the fittest woman I've ever seen. <laughs> <be honest>. <laughs> <laughs> How's he managed that? She's, like, some... she's, do, she's getting him beers and that. And yeah. <laughs> she's, he meets the reporter and he's telling them about it. And then he's like, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll come around mine tomorrow and I'll t- I'll tell you like more. And then they go around uh-huh. his house and uh-huh. it's like he's... The, he doesn't know what they're on about. He's in bed. He's, and I'm going to say he's volatile. He's slightly volatile, isn't he? Uh, uh, Mr. Colin Benson goes to meet him, who's the <laughs> reporter, <laughs> who who previously meets um, a, a strange American fellow with a hidden camera, which is the the biggest camera I've ever seen in my life. Camera, and it's from miles away, so it's not like it's, it's on. In his... a, it's in like a car. It fills exactly. the back of the car. It's not like it's when he's like tie or something when he's talking to him. It's from about it's from over the road. 
<laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. And he's and like, then, and we're, we're going to meet this guy. And he, he gives like, like, he thumbs up to the cameras. <laughs> he says like, we know that it's unethical to d- obtain the interview in this way. But we thought it was the only Some way might to find do. this unethical. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It started getting like pretty funny and stuff and then, like that. Yeah, so it's point, about like... this point I was like, does anybody really think this is true anymore? Like the beginning, I thought was fairly convincing. Yeah. But it gets to this uh-huh. point, and I'm like, well, this is ridiculous, especially when the astronaut attacks attacks the camera and attacks the guy, jumps yeah. out, leaps out of bed in a rage. He just, <laughs> is he on acid or something? Is he on acid or something? The guy says, oh, is he on acid? <laughs> <laughs> Colin Benson. Okay. Benson, you square. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean the, the the professor guy who's who's been skinned to death off the road, he's got this tape mm-hmm. which is apparently blank, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's all static. Yes, White it's all noise. static. Uh-huh. But he's been cold because of it, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. And uh the, the American guy who they've secretly taped, he has got this cording machine, this yeah. circuit or whatever, it, which is called a jukebox, which will decode the tape. Yeah. Haven't they? Yeah. And we'll find out what, what's really going on. And what's really going on is what, Cliff? What's well, happening? So, the, so I guess the best bit or the bit that kind of explains it is when they go and see this German scientist, our friend from Allo Allo. And, yeah. and he says, like, look, years ago, we realized that the, the Earth is heading for extinction, like it's going to be destroyed. There's too many people on it and we're, we're fucking it up. So basically, uh-huh. exactly what's happening now, overpopulated and overpolluted. So the Earth's going to die. So what happened was they asked us to come up with three solutions. Alternative one, two, and three. The first one is we have a mass culling of people, which I think is Avengers Endgame. I think that's (laughs) that story. The second one is we build an underground world where we can survive underground. And the third one is we, like, prepare for life on Mars. And uh, Uh but, But, you know, like... He was saying, I can't really tell you the third one. Like, oh, he was saying, like, yeah, like I, I proposed these ideas. The first two were nonsense, the third one was all right, but I didn't know what you know if they did anything about it, type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then they go back to him afterwards. He goes, All right, <laughs> we're on, we're on Mars, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're taking the elites to Mars. I rumbled. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might as well tell you the whole story now. We're, we're, we are doing that. We're, we're going to Mars and we're colonizing Mars. So uh, they find out during the course of this documentary that uh, the Russians and the Americans are in cahoots and the space race hasn't slowed down and stuff like that. Yeah. What they've been doing is sending astronauts up on the pretense of building sort of things on the moon, on the dark side of the moon, the, the Russians and the mm. Americans together so that they, they can then get to Mars and colonise Mars. But the land on Mars and what's on Mars? It's the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> There's aliens there. But it doesn't really go into any of that no, it kind, kind of, of stuff, just, it? Like, they don't really go into that. You would have thought that would be a massive part of it. But they're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, actually, the, the, that video was some footage from Mars, and that's why it was corrupted. Um, yeah. Here it is. We can show you it. It's, you, don't, you can't really tell what it is. You can't, sure you can't you can see you. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you can't see what it is. And this, this video is from 1962 or something like yeah. that, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. So Before even the moon on... landing and all that. Yeah. So. 
but the, th the clever thing is, I guess, that they keep interspersing like real news footage and stuff. So uh -huh. make yeah. it seem more real. So it is it is impressive, but it get, there's some ridiculous bits um, <laughs> which kind of betray the serious. Well, yeah. also, they're saying they're not trying to really trick people too much. You know, yeah. saying, like, you know, it was meant to be on April the 1st. We say it came out on April the 1st. It's got credits saying this guy played this guy, this guy played this guy. It was never mm -hmm. intended to be totally serious. So, you know, they're throwing in some over-the-top dramatic bits in it. And, you know, uh, I think they're happy that people believed it, but also had enough get out of jail for, like, yeah, you know, definitely. obviously it's not massively serious. So it's interesting, but I was like, at first I was a little bit like, what the fuck's going on here? But by the end I was like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. Like, yeah. I get it. It's just uh, interesting for me that it predates all these Blair Witch stuff and, mm -hmm. and other things. I mean, it's 1977. It's massively ahead of its time, isn't it? And it did convince people. I love hoaxes of any kind. I well, love you love hoaxes. Shit. You love conspiracy theories. You love sci-fi. So, you know, this is perfect yeah. for you. And it was good. And I just loved the, the, the partridge brass eye bits. Yeah, those bits were real just... funny. Like, it was nice to watch them. And you've got to think uh, that Chris Morris must have seen this. He must have done. <laughs> and I loved the astronaut's wife in Boston. <laughs> where... Not the film, <laughs> she was which great. is terrible. I do actually like that. Is that the yeah. Johnny Depp one? Yeah, it's awful. Oh, I like that film, man. <laughs> I like that one. I also like the other Johnny Depp one where he's uh, in a shopping centre and Christopher Walken's got to get him to do stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll kill his wife. He'll kill his daughter. Have you seen that one? It's time yeah. or something. Go and try on that. Uh, ask the lady in that shop to put some blusher <laughs> on, Johnny. But, um, I've got a quiz. <gasps> no. This is, this is a quiz from last week. No. It's a quiz. So you can imagine how well I can read me writing when it was a week ago. Yes. And also, I didn't really write the questions down because I wrote it just before we recorded last week. So, <laughs> Is your writing deteriorate over time, does it? Is that, it's... <laughs> it fades. <laughs> it fades. <laughs> It gets, it gets increasingly worse. I just don't want people to discover me musings, so I, I use a pen that fades over the course of the All right. But no, so right. essentially, I've, I've, I'm going to have to do my own quiz in my head, like yes. a, a Jeopardy-style quiz, and then um, remember, try and remember what the question was to uh -huh. you. But I know oh, it's oh, about... Oh, I'm confused already. Well, I've basically got answers. Okay. So I'll have to guess the question. Well, I'm going to tell you what the, I think the question is, and then you give me the answer that I've got written down here. You're going to tell me what you think the question is. <laughs> I'm going to ask you what I assume the question would have been last week. That is the same thing, just said in a different way. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm doubling down on it. Go on, go on then. Let's let's go it's for about it. Whatever it is. Musician arrests. Right. Okay. Bob Dylan was arrested mm -hmm. in New Jersey in 2003. Ooh. What for, though? Um, I, I believe he was arrested for the, the theft of a, a Santa Claus hat and, uh, and beard. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> it wasn't. It was... Um, I, I mean, I, this is the bit I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know kind of what the answer is. Basically, 
he looked suspicious. He was rooting. He was basically wandering around oh. the state, and he looked suspicious. I know. I, yeah, and he was he in. Was, he was trying to buy a house or something. He was in a musician's like I don't know. It was not Roy Orbison, but he was in like somebody. Like a famous musician's like garden, like looking at the house that was up for sale, and the hoodie some on woman r- like ran the police or something yeah. and says, got, "There's a weird man in my garden." Yeah. And and the says, oh, I'm looking for houses or something. <laughs> he he says, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking to buy a house. Um, <laughs> Chris Robinson of the Black Crows was arrested in 1991. Do you right. know why? <laughs> some woman. He was in a shop. Uh, in a 7-Eleven and uh, basically somebody said you're not Chris Robinson from the band and he got really annoyed and he kicked off with this lady in the shop they said ah you don't know who I am and that was it he got arrested for public like so somebody went up to him and said you're not Chris Robinson apparently (laughs) (laughs) so somebody said oh there's the guy from the Black Crows and the guy The guy she was with was like, who the fuck are they? And he was like, yeah. what the fuck do you mean? He don't know who we are. <laughs> and he got annoyed that this fellow uh-huh. was like, yeah, well, whoever. Peter Book from R.E.M. Lovely mm-hmm. man. Good guitarist. Yes. Knows his way around a mandolin. He got arrested for Air Rage. Yeah, I was going to say that, actually. Uh, can you I remember thought that what... would have been the answer. Yeah, well, can you remember what he did, what he said had happened that caused him the air rage? No, but I can remember that he got arrested for air rage. I mean, he's, he's not up there with Ian Brown chopping hands off, is he? He said, like, oh, I would never have done this, but I've had 15 glasses of wine. <laughs> 15 glasses of wine. Yeah, 15 that, glasses of wine. That's enough to send anyone over the edge. And he sprayed, is the, he sprayed right, the flight attendant with a pot of yogurt. <laughs> How can he spray someone with yogurt? Maybe he opened it. It, it just—it comes out very slowly. In my experience, it's quite from it's, from from the Buddhism. I know it is very experiences. And then it's very viscous as well, isn't it? It is very viscous. Uh huh. How can he spray somebody with it? Anyway, he was—he didn't—he was let off with it. Anyway, he got cleared. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got cleared of two counts of common assault. And one count of damaging British Airways crockery. <laughs> how can you how can you be accused of, of common assault twice with one yogurt? Two different people. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jerry Lee Lewis. So in 1976, he was arrested um, mm-hmm. in Memphis. I think that's where he's from. Tennessee. Tennessee. Can you remember the home of Elvis? Yes. <laughs> Correct, I'm on the right track. Correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> so he was re- he was arrested because of the home of Elvis. Because he was right? trying to get into Graceland, going, uh-huh. "I want to see Elvis," and uh, <laughs> they were just like, "What the fuck are you on about?" And anyway, mm-hmm. he was like trying to break into Graceland, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he's your friend. He, he should have <laughs> been let in, shouldn't he? Surely, he should have been. I, mean, let I would in. let him in. He sounds like a, a pretty. Crazy I mean, Elvis is. I mean, he's got he's got young young wives, hasn't he? They could have talked about their young wives together. Yeah, they could have done that. They could have done that. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so the last one, I don't know the name of this person. 
but I'm going to, I think it's the RC Retsky from the Smashing Pumpkins band. Right. Is that the singer? No, that's not the singer. That's that's it. He's the, the bald fella, Billy Corgan. I is it because there's a woman? It's is a, it the it's woman? The, it's the woman. Right, it's the woman. It's the right, woman okay. pumpkin. The, the Chinese looking woman. No, that's a guy. <laughs> anyway, Darcy Retsky, the woman of the, the woman pumpkin, in mm-hmm. 2011, she got done for four counts of what? Four counts of being. A shike bassist. <laughs> um, no, it was failing to control our horses. I, I said, I said, I said failing. You said fingering. I didn't know anything about horses. Well, she, she had, can't control horses. Our horses ran wild to the small town she lives in. Uh, she was arrested due to animals running at large. <laughs> she she failed to turn up to court four times. What you set them on Eddie Lodge for? That's what I want to know. What's he got to do with it? He, it was part of his fitness regime, but nobody bought it. <laughs> Lodge runs it. from home. Anyway, was that a quiz, really? <laughs> it was very confusing. It was, I was very confused by it. Obviously, you didn't actually know any of the answers. <laughs> all so, the questions. <laughs> all the questions. So it's getting more confusing as it goes. Right, music. We've got yes. music from... Um, Three Little Wolves Mm -hmm. this week. And it's uh, this one's called Need You More. Uh, What do you think? I think it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's it's not as kind of in your face and aggressive as the last couple of weeks or the last few weeks. Um, No, it's not. But I I really, really like it. A bit more chilled Mm -hmm. out, but lovely. Yeah, I really like it. Where are these guys from? Well, they're from uh, Brum. So they're from Birmingham, but they've, they've got a... A scout soul as well. Okay. So it's a bit mis- it's a bit mysterious, that? isn't it? Right. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I thought this was really good. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope my microphone's been okay this week because the last couple of weeks I've pulled the cable out and when I put it back in, it hasn't worked. So <laughs> hopefully it's <laughs> I all think right. You're, yeah, I think you've been okay this week. Right. Three little bumps. Bye. Yes. Speak bye. to you next week. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.